One and all to the Cap Club Bar. I'm Digital Bacon. Joining me today, I'd normally say in the commentary booth too, because I'm getting into like caster mode here, buddy. Oh, but it's a podcast. We've got to go to podcaster mode. Podcast mode in the bar, nice and chill. In the bar, chill out. Grab a little beer. What? Maybe a little, maybe a little hamburger. Uh, the menu today is a hamburger menu, dude. I'm just saying. The bacon Ooh. special. What hamburgers do we have? Like, and do we have like chicken burgers or something like kind? Some veggie burgers. We even have, yeah, we even have veggie burgers. Everyone, dude. Everyone is welcome. Do, to do yeah. Uh, have you had any veggie burgers yet? Because we're, we're just going straight into podcast mode here. I've hey, tried have it. Have you ever had like some of those Impossible Burgers and that? Well, see, my sister is actually a vegan, dude. So you know, oh. I, I, you might know the, the, the tradition, dude. Every Christmas we have this like indoor barbecue, dude. And like my sister is mm -hmm. of course a vegan. So she has this vegan, like vegan sausages and stuff, and vegan hamburgers. So I did try them, dude, and I'm not, I'm not a big fan myself, dude, personally. I'm not a big fan of the vegan oh. stuff. I they, they've got a lot better. So of course, naturally, I'm a I'm a few years older than you two, aren't I? Yeah, it's just um, you. I can remember a friend. Um, it was the same back when we were like the start of secondary school. So we're talking like yeah. 11, 12 years old back then. So 13 years from now. They were god-awful. You would not touch anything that was, like, vegetarian, like the fake. Because, uh, right, that you, you you would just call them tofu fakes. They, they were terrible. Now, oh, though, man. they're really good. And it is to the point. Some stuff is a little bit weird. Yeah. Uh, like, do you have the brand corn? Uh, Q-U-O-R-N. It doesn't Holland? ring a bell. It doesn't ring a bell to me. But... Okay, so this must just be a British ring where they do a lot of like replications to like your chicken breasts uh sausages burgers whatever uh mince meat and they can be very hit and miss depending on what you get like the chicken is not mm -hmm. proper chicken and you can really tell that but <laughs> if you've got it in like a casserole or something you know like where you've got a lot of sauces around it it's enough to not be a problem because it's got yeah. a fairly okay texture the taste is what's weird but where you've got overpowering taste like i said if you've got a lasagna or something you know mm -hmm. for the mincemeat it's enough to overpower it so yeah, yeah. quite often i uh, i was doing this before um like when we used to have like access to it when we used uh because due to the pandemic and that you got to change where you can shop and that to just mm -hmm. be a little bit more cautious uh, where we used to shop beforehand, quite often I'd replace with the veggie stuff just because it is healthier. Yeah. Know? I mean, it's funny you say that because I did actually try uh, a vegan lasagna and, and that's pretty much the same. Yeah, I would say. Like, mm. it's not much of a difference. It's just that uh, there are some, I guess, uh, vegetables I don't really like, like tomatoes. So that was in there, it's like kind of a bad deal for me. But, you know, it's kind of better over the years. I agree. Mm. It's way better than it used to be. Like, <laughs> You say that I prefer veggie lasagna. Like I don't, not the I I don't put the fake meat stuff mm -hmm. in lasagna, and I, I don't even like regular beef mints. I just like veggies in there. I am I'm, I'm weird like that. I veggie guess. man, that's fine, yeah, dude. Well different, well different. That's that's anyway, not what you mean. It's fun. Today, Chew, you and I'm saying you because I can't remember we we've done go for your friends, but it's always been my perspective. But yeah. today is your perspective and you're it's playing my turn. Shovel Knight, aren't you? Yeah, dude. My, my favorite indie game. My favorite indie game. And this was actually, I would argue, Shovel Knight sort of started the craze. I don't know if it was the big first one, but for me anyway, 
this is what restarted the indie sort of retro craze back mm, in the day yeah. with your games coming out with this one and i mean everyone knows it it, it was still in production until i want to say in spring last year or not in production but they were still putting out dlc and that weren't yeah. they? all for free as well which is mm -hmm. crazy which and i love them dude yeah like this is i Sam feel Becker. the weird way with gaming going right now because we're seeing so many I, I, scummy tactics is the best way i can put this um largely over the trip ways but indie devs have got a weird time on their hands we're seeing a lot of indie devs break out mm -hmm. and become massive take um yeah. just stuff like full guys rocket league all that for example right mm -hmm. where they're utilizing you know ps plus uh the xbox game pass whatever nintendo wants to power because nintendo's also really gone big on the indie as well yeah and they're getting i would argue too big too quick so they don't really know what to do with it and yeah. here they've kept themselves your games have done a fantastic job they've fulfilled their promises of what they were going to do because it was all backing off uh yeah. i can't remember if it was indiegogo kickstarter, or kickstarter. Yeah, kickstarter. kickstarter right and they completely went through because the stretch goals were the extra dlc weren't mm -hmm. they yeah it was just uh well, the thing is like it blew up so so well for them and uh mm. like because i'm such a big seven fan like i also did some research about uh not the development and stuff and just everything about yakum games and it turned out that in the, at the start and stuff for the new dlc they actually were l losing money there's actually a period where the, the workers didn't get paid just because oh, uh they like they they didn't expect the, the cost of making games to be so high, you know, because they were all pretty much workers from a different studio, and they had this idea to make their own game. So it was, I think picture the first year they didn't get paid at all for their work. So you know, they are quite lucky it actually blew up at some point where everyone just keeps buying it on different consoles because I own that on three different uh, platforms now: the Wii U, the Switch, and on the on Steam on PC. So it's kind of crazy. I, I guess this is a weird area where game development is a whole new ecosystem compared to what it used to be. And it, there's so many things good and bad about it. Like recently, you remember with uh, the CD Projekt Red uh, crunch culture problem mm -hmm. that they faced into. And now, you know, CD Projekt Red ruling the shit because of what's yeah. going on. So fuck. <laughs> But it's just the way, because these are forms of entertainment which are so obviously wrong if it, it, if it does go wrong. I mean, yeah. the same can be said for films. Uh, what was it uh, last year with Cats? Uh, when that, <laughs> that was a disaster. Christmas and was just god-awful, yeah. But films, you can do a lot of editing. You've already got the recording. You can do a lot more planning. With games, mm -hmm. when you've got programming involved, and quite often it is largely programmed because that's where bugs are going to come out from, you know. Yeah. It is very hard to preemptively know a bug's going to happen, you know, if anything near impossible, and to try and fix it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and when you make one fix, another bug comes up, yep. don't it? Quite often because you've changed part of the code. Mm -hmm. And Pain of coding. I feel like when it came down to cd project red and a lot of games that go wrong it's not so much on the developers because those guys want to make the best game they can because you know that's their art you don't get a paint uh, a painter or an artist that uh you know picasso wasn't there 
going through and some guy came across and went, right, you've got to get that out tomorrow morning. And he's just going to rush finish painting. No, mm -hmm. you take your time with what you can. The problem is the developers aren't the ones that are directly seeing the money most of the time. Mm -hmm. It's publishers. Because publishers front the money for this game, like a movie production studio. And they're the ones that receive the yeah. money afterwards. Also, good boss fight. Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, also the shareholders, of course. The shareholders also decide kind of when something's gonna release because, you know, they invest the money into it and like they they want to see results from it. Mm. Uh, there's also like a big thing with uh, CD Projekt Red is the aftermath because they promised it to go big, you know, but mm. you know it blew up in their faces. So now a few of the shareholders are actually trying to sue CD Projekt Red for lying, pretty much lying about uh, what was gonna happen. Even though I feel like it's kind of a hit or miss, like it's kind of your own responsibility if it goes wrong, because you know you're kind of betting if it's going to happen or not. You know? Yeah, and we're getting to the point now where video games are getting so large. Uh, the largest, I want to say, still like media production is GTA Five. Uh, outtaking it was a Pirates of the Caribbean film. Uh, don't know if that's still the case. <laughs> Uh, what with the Marvel films and such, mm -hmm. but it, it's to the point because games can take absolute years to finish. And yeah. You you if you can get that game, and we're moving into the climate where you've got games that are moving over generations. GTA Five being a great example, Skyrim as well. Yeah. Where if you can get such a fan base that will buy it two, three times because they want to go back to it, but on their new console, if you offer very I would argue be small, low effort upgrades to it. You know, mm -hmm. just updating the resolution, uh, improving the textures. Because if you, for example, uh, not with Skyrim so much, but you could just have your textures in a raw file. But when you put them into output in the game, you know, you can press them down. Um, hence why you can see a lot of games when they move over the PS5 right now, they had already had it planned with 4K textures, and when they released on the PS4, they just put out the 1080p model. Yeah. Uh, of or the res yeah 1080p resolution uh, texture, so it's pretty easy to move on over. Uh, Final Fantasy V. Uh, PS5 uh, version just got announced, and you can just see a lot of that comes down to lighting, and mm -hmm. they're it was a lot of like fog effects and such just yeah. weld weather effects um alongside other things like um you know camera modes and whatever just nice quality of life updates but that's the sort of thing which you've got to look at now as a developer or as a publisher if even is that you can't just expect the game to make the money in the first month no. it goes over years and that's a very weird case because most of the time, most games make their money back within the first month, don't they? Uh, well, of course, it depends if it's a AAA developer or not. Because I feel like mm. uh, it's very hit or miss with any games, because yeah. they're less trustworthy. Yeah, I would say, especially if they're on uh, Indiegogo and stuff. Like there are a few mm -hmm. examples that just don't work out. Like Daisy is like also been a really long and painful process for a lot of people, you know. So it's kind of hit or miss oh. with those things. And that's the interesting thing as well, because we're starting to see the main I, main gaming companies, mm -hmm. uh, your so Sony, Microsoft, EA's done it, Ubisoft's tried it, are going to services, you know, Netflix for gaming. Yeah. Uh, not to include Stadia, for example, but very similar thing. Um, but that's just cloud gaming. So I'm not offering, like I said, the Netflix uh, style, but 
to offer a whole library of games for a certain amount of money. Let's just say uh, $10 a month. And mm -hmm. I've got PlayStation Now and Xbox Game Pass. I guess you could also include Nintendo with that. What with their retro games are technically that sort of same style, yeah. you know, for the NES and SNES. And I truly believe that is where the future of gaming lies because those main companies, especially Sony and Microsoft, mm -hmm. just want you on their consoles, on your platform, paying that yeah. fixed amount of money each month. They'll take the hit on, you know, having to purchase uh, the rights to put that game on their platform. Oh, no. No, that's it's a nice egg. little Easter egg. Yeah. Yuck, I'm um, still <laughs> I never even knew that was hidden there. Like, you're <laughs> fishing here because you clearly know there's a thing there. Yeah, dude. dude I'm, uh, I'm a shuffling professional, dude. I've been playing this game for like 300 hours in total. On all platforms combined. Basically, this podcast is the length of a run through of Shovel Knight. Yeah, we're trying to do that. <laughs> that, that. That's what we plan on. Because Stu went, oh, I can do this in like just over an hour. I was like, okay, show us. <laughs> well, back in my prime, you say. Back in my prime when I actually speed on a lot. Back in the prime. We're expecting an hour and a half. Probably, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Conservative. Yeah. Um, Should be possible. But you, you can see that now all Microsoft games are going straight to the Game Pass. And they've, they've even done some big ones like Dirt 5. I don't know how that's uh, how well that's sold. Uh, I bought it myself, was not incredibly impressed by Dirt 5. Okay. Uh, but that's a topic for another day. But <laughs> oh, that yeah. game came out back in November and that's already on Game Pass. Now, the Game Pass games and the PlayStation Now games mm -hmm. tended to be games that were a year old, and they're the ones that start getting heavy discounts, you know, 50% yeah, yeah. off in sales. So the devs know they've already made the money back, and this is just them eking out more money. So if Sony or Microsoft come to them and go, oh, we'll pay you, I don't know, $5 million just to put your game on our service for, let, let's say, a year right mm -hmm. they're going to be there looking to go that's extra money take it you know we've already seen the profits this is just more profits at the end of the day so why not yeah. right and that's a weird sort of concept because people look at it and for me the reason why i got game pass anyway was because of the microsoft games but when yeah. i started looking into it right now the only microsoft game i've got is sea of thieves in store <laughs> the other Good game two by the way. Games, game. yeah yeah great game the other two games is Final Fantasy VII, the original one, which I am nearly finished with, and I've been absolutely loving it again, playing that mm -hmm. on PC. Um, I had it previously on PS3, on like a PS1 emulator or whatever, yeah. uh, when they released it then. Um, but yeah, loving replaying through that, and I can't wait next month for Final Fantasy VII to go on the ps uh, plus because then i'll get play that new one i'm so hyped over it i love final fantasy Ooh. um but the point just being that i don't i've got more non-microsoft games installed because no. now that's the point to me and e even to that point where i might consider actually sticking with the xbox game passes i've just got the free trial you know yeah, that came yeah. with discord and i'm probably going to stick with that i got ps now because uh some of the playstation originals were on there and it was super cheap as 30 quid or something for the year so i thought why not um because generally with the playstation all i do is their ps plus games you know which they hand mm -hmm. out free with your online subscription i'm probably a good advocate for this where 
I don't like buying console games so much. I'll buy Nintendo games because you've got mm -hmm. to. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if this service is here, I'll use that instead of buying actual games because yeah. I'm not too fussy about what I play. If there's something that interests me, I'll go and pick that. But quite often, yeah, these days I don't actually spend that much money on gaming. And like you said, indie games are a weird case, especially with all this, because if you've got other games that are already tried, you can see the reviews for them, and you've technically got them in your library, mm -hmm. why would you go out your way to buy... And the best example for us personally was Phasmophobia, wasn't it? Like, yeah. we looked at that game. I was really hyped because I'd seen a couple of YouTube videos, and it was a little bit of a praise. <laughs> yeah. and... I was kind of skeptical about it, because it didn't yeah. look as fun. as like a, a different horror game. Like, it's supposed to be scary, right? That's the whole point of Phasmophobia, pretty much. Yeah, but it's in a weird state where it's meant to be like a horror simulator. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, it, it, it's taken a completely different angle on the horror format. Yeah. Um, but even then, it was 15 quid, weren't it? Or mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty like cheap. That. Yeah, it was a small price for any game, usually. The problem is, indie games, whilst they need to put that money, also they're competing with games that are continuously on sale so would you spend 15 quid for this little indie game or 15 quid on let's just say something like just cause 4 which always seems to be on sale you know <laughs> so <laughs> makes sense dude the game is uh it's kind of like a pointless game because it's not actually a goal to it you just use a meme around i feel like just yeah. cause which is great like if, if you I like guess it the same for phasmophobia yeah yeah <laughs> there's no achievement system yet in that really um I, I love it and like, we, we're sort of done with Phasmophobia until like we get the next sort of day where all the boys are there mm -hmm. like should we play this yeah let's do it or Once there's a big update the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, King Knight King Knight oh, this, the easiest one love to see it <laughs> uh, but indie games are in a very weird state and I guess a lot of trust which hurt indie games was the whole uh, early access format because early access was great for indie games because they could get money whilst developing it you know because that yeah. that again at the end of the day when you're developing the game you're not making money you're already mm -hmm. spending money yeah. so for them to get money whilst developing really helps indie games develop but there was so much trash on just say the steam marketplace weren't there and <laughs> go it like it, I mean, it really just hurt gaming in general. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it's hard being an indie developer because, like, you have no name for yourself and you're going to world where there's so many other indie developers and you're trying to have to mm. prove yourself that you're worth buying the game, you know? So, like, I feel like if a game doesn't look fun, like, it doesn't have a fun, fun style, because you have, like, there's a classic style that so many people hype for the game, you know? So, if the mm. style is not good enough already, then it's already tough to. I guess get sold a lot, which will give you a name. Like for some people, look, look at Valheim. Uh, it's also like an indie game. It's, it's really big now. I think it's sold over four million copies already in the first three weeks, which is crazy for an indie game. Four million which in three game weeks. Is this story? Valheim. It's oh, four, four million yeah, copies sorry. in three weeks. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but that, yeah, that's the trend at the moment. That's the hype game since yeah. it's come out. Ain't it? I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's a pretty fun game, and the style is. Like, it's kind of realistic, but also not realistic, like, also pixelated at the same time, which makes it a fun style. And it's favorite game, you know, so I gave them friends, which means if one friend buys it, the rest buys them as well. It's just a good plan by them to make, uh, like, a co-op game. Mm. And it just proves that indie games doesn't mean they're worse than 
like a bigger or swap again. Like, uh, you know, in my opinion, I feel like any games are better than AAA games most of the time. Like, I'd rather buy four any games with 15, 15 euros and one AAA game because I think you get more value out of it. I feel like it's a weird case because AAA games are still good. I just feel most of the time these days they're rushed and that's yeah. becoming a bit of a problem um and we see quite often they just follow trends whereas the reason why indie games are cool are they are the trendsetters now they're the ones being experimental triple a games are so you've got to make money off this and it's got to be this set amount there's expectations put in mm -hmm. or they're sort of weirdly used my best example is Timefall 2. Again, so love this game. Uh, but it released half a year early just to ruin the launch of Call of Duty. You know, EA yeah. put this out to her Activision because the new Call of Duty was sort of copying what they did with Titanfall and were going to make it a futuristic shooter. And so they purposely put Titanfall out two weeks earlier than the Call of Duty. But this game was unfinished, didn't have a massive amount of content, and most people look at that and go, well, I'm just going to wait and get Call of Duty because it's the one that's already proven. Time mm -hmm. for one. Yeah. What's being a little bit experimental, you could say, uh, was really... It, it was an Xbox exclusive, so you didn't have any PlayStation people on there. You added some PC gamers, but it wasn't a big, big seller. It made money, but it just wasn't massive. Yeah. So, Timefall 2 flopped, and one thing I am very happy about is that they turned Timefall 2 into Apex. You know, Apex Legends. Mm -hmm, yeah. uh, they basically took the same engine and recuperated the money, which a clever way to do it at the end of the day. If, if your game flops, try and try recover again. what you can, put it out. And that's a weird thing we don't see much of these days, because even with successful games, you can do that. Take a look at... Um, Ooh, you're no, just let's go, let's go, let's go, dude. Sorry. Ooh, intense yeah. gameplay uh, for the viewers. <laughs> but take a look at uh, Majora's Mask, right? Yeah. Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask was just Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time a year later. Uh, I think it was two late years later or something like that at the end. Don't quote me. Uh, on Don't worry, I won't, time I won't span because I would have been a babby at that point. <laughs> I never <laughs> played it when it originally came out. Um, I, I still haven't actually finished Majora's Mask. It's one of those games which I just Man. cannot get around. I've got it on the N64 as well. That's crazy, dude. I have not, because I haven't got the N64 on me. It's over my dad's, and oh, you know, Corona happened, so yeah. quite hard to get back. <laughs> but still, why do we not see that? Everyone was expecting it with, uh, like, we saw it with uh, Mario Galaxy, right, to make Mario Galaxy Two, and everyone yeah, was that's only one though. It. Yeah. We were expecting it with Mario Odyssey. I guess, did we get it with uh, the Bowser's new Fury. Mario 3D world? Mm -hmm. Bowser's Fury, is that running off the Mario Odyssey engine? It looks they like it. They run separate, don't they? You access them differently. They're not linked together. They're just on the main menu. You click one or the other to run mm -hmm. whenever you want. And so I guess it looks like it's running on the Odyssey engine, but with uh, the 3D world art style graphics whatever models yeah. that's what it looks like I, I i guess you could even argue and this is the really interesting one you know the new pokemon announcement we'll get on to nintendo directs and all that Arcus legends later. 
But Arceus Legends, that looks, and the speculation on it, is that it's running the Breath of Wild engine. Ooh. Because they've used the same sort of like uh, camera shots. It looks very similar. The proportions are pretty similar. Art I mean... style is, it can be changed about a little bit because I, I was looking over that. You know everyone was complaining about choppy gameplay yeah, in that trailer. And the frames and stuff. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's half unoptimized choppiness and half that's just the style they want to go with. Because it looks as if they're trying to make it all hand-drawn and somewhat in that way, which is quite funny. Oh, And it just massively <laughs> backfired on them without... Because it wasn't well explained at all. You know? I mean, they took more time explaining Pokemon Snap than the new game. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, it makes sense. Like, Box Snap is gonna be released soon. Like, it makes sense. But mm -hmm. it feels like it was released uh, really too soon. You know, but I think, like, I think it was too too soon. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like it might be better than NG, but like better than looks way better than this game now. If you know what, yeah. I, what I mean, just because this looks so choppy and like the the way the Pokemon moved just seemed kind of unfinished. And like, like they still have a year to, fin to finish it, of course. Like they still have a, a long way to go. But it just mm. feels like it was announced too soon, and they were like, "Oh no, we have to do something now because this is a big year. You know, we have to announce it now." Yeah, that's how it feels like to me. I, I guess this is also like we were saying, deadlines. It comes down to the publisher, where they're going. We need to get this because you look at that uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes. They look, from what they showed in the trailers, pretty much finished. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. That that's that's when you want to announce it. If you've got it to this state, I wouldn't be surprised if they they are ninety percent. You know, they're just in the testing stage right now for quality. Mm -hmm. It'll be quality will be finished by June, and they can just hold on to it because quite often that's what you do with games. If you can finish them ahead of time, you do, and you hold out because there's certain periods around the year where game sales are just up. Yeah, you look at the start of school holidays. Uh, like in the summer, uh, hence why you get so many games sold towards the end of June, the start of July, is purely because kids then have a ton of free times and want yeah. new games. You got Christmas, you've got Black Friday, you've got all that sort of like periods. The big periods, yeah. You've got September, is a nice little period as well because it's far enough from both where you kind of feel the drought mm -hmm. there, and continuously around the year you've got birthdays going off so kids have money to be able to buy this but yeah you've got that drought period which is the same as why you get games put on sale in march and april is so that's a bit of a drought yeah. period as well and um, i feel like october is just the event period everyone's doing halloween that's spooky things yep. you know there's, there's, there's events for every single game like it doesn't matter which game <laughs> it is they'll have something to do with halloween <laughs> and so yeah it's gonna be it's weird to just hold back games like i said and i i truly mm -hmm. believe in the mentality i can't ah oh, this is really uh is it miyamoto at uh, nintendo was there going a game rushed can very rarely be good good yeah but a yeah. game delayed until it's finished is always going to be good because yeah. you finished it you know and that mentality i feel needs like we're at a weird point of gaming right now where you you can't launch a game without bugs and <laughs> yeah. it really hurts i mean it, I it seems playing... that everything is like a beta test now nowadays like mm. people buy it early 
and then they're gonna fix it over time like after a year or on a year and a half then it's finally finished you know that's how it feels like nowadays for every game i mean, I mean look, look at tfts do you like the great example like it was so empty when it released and now we're like mm -hmm. almost three years in and now it's such a different game than what it used to be even if it's the first it's year complete. already it's good yeah like i did not like cfes at launch now i do and <laughs> at launch i played it with you guys and was just very much meh and now mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons like i said why i will keep getting game pass i think is purely because cfes on that i want to play it with you guys yeah, with the boys. and that's another big thing with these game passes is you and your friends if you've all got the game pass all have the same games mm -hmm. there's no more you've all got to drop 40 quid because i don't know about you but right now i i need to go buy it if i do but my friends on ps4 like my old school mates are all playing gang beasts on there yeah. i've got gang beasts on Steam. pc already um but i don't have it on ps4 luckily at the moment it's on sale down to seven or eight quid but it's still that point of i've got to go out and buy this game to play with friends and if it was a triple a game let's just say they're all playing call of duty mm -hmm. then i definitely wouldn't buy it because one that's like 60 quid and <laughs> yeah. two you're, you're there going you just feel left out amongst all your friends but if you've all got this game pass you've all got the same games there's no excuse the only excuse is oh i won't have it downloaded tonight we'll play tomorrow you know yeah or if you just don't like it, I guess. <laughs> There's also a very yeah, oh, true, true. That reason, like Overwatch. You know, the but boys then nowadays. even then, if you don't like it, you and your friends can go play a different game because yeah. you've got so many on there. Uh, I was trying to not, <laughs> not lie because I've got a PS now. <laughs> oh. I was trying to do a similar thing with friends. Say, oh, if we're on the PS4, let's just get PS now. They've just included uh, F1 2020 in there. I've got F1 2020 on PC, yeah. but... I would love for all me and my mates to have a racing game and you know set up like a little bit of a tournament yeah. between us. That'd be great fun. Little, little home grand prix to boys. That was fun. Yeah. And whilst PS Now, I'm gonna say is a little is very lackluster in comparison to uh, Game Pass. Yeah. Some PlayStation have got fantastic like um, what you call them? exclusives. Like, yeah. their own developed yeah. games are incredible like similar i would argue similar quality especially these days to nintendo they they can be weird in the sense of i've just finished days gone and that is a fantastic game but it's completely plagued with frame drops and oh man this is weird especially since they know what console they're on right it was developed for the ps4 uh, as far as I know, there's not a PS5 upgrade enhancement version yet. So how do you develop for a console and be happy with numerous frame drops? You can't go like, you know, five minutes without seeing it drop down to like 15 FPS. Yeah. And the game runs at 30 FPS most of the time, it feels. So that's, again, part of the industry where probably the game was rushed out because they had to, you know, Sony were paying for them to put this out and it was a third party studio doing it so they have to comply with sony because sony's the one that's paying them you know yeah it's like kind of weird though like it just it feels like i thought you explain it actually like it just feels like they don't have the things to do themselves and they always need a bigger company's money to actually pull it off like if you look Ooh. at xbox and uh, playstation they both bought a whole lot of new studios, you know, and Nintendo barely does it ever. Yeah. The most recent one was uh, Next Level Games. 
And even then, it was rare for them to do it. They're like, they worked with Nintendo Games for, I think, 15 years, 16 years, and they finally bought a company. You know, like, that's really rare for Nintendo, but PlayStation and Xbox do it all the time. Pretty sure last year, Xbox bought like 100 companies, something, right? Something big, a big number. They, they bought a lot yeah. of them and bring them through. And again, you could argue for Xbox, a lot of people thinking that was largely just buying up for IPs, right? Mm -hmm. Where they can just say they've got this and they can make a game of it. it one of the reasons why they bought up Rare, most people thought, uh, back, you know, after the N64, mm -hmm. uh, Rare, the last game, if I remember right, Rare made for Nintendo was Star Fox Adventures. And after, uh, because they were doing their own game, Dinosaur Planet, which funny enough actually leaked online, the N64 <laughs> oh, no. version leaked online over the last couple of weeks. And you can go download that. Uh, it works very f weirdly with... Uh, emulators but if you've got an n64 flash cart apparently it works pretty much uh you know 90 percent right yeah um but the point still being that game was ready for the n64 but nintendo held back because they were like oh this game's quite good let's put star fox on it you know and just branch out a little bit of a spin-off action this boss is crazy yeah this is, this is, <laughs> this is a hard boss in my opinion and especially on run he's, he's so this guy's so random like he doesn't have an actual pattern he just does whatever he wants He's a crazy, uh, crazy monster mask, dude. Plague, crazy plague, plague doctor. So much, yeah. There you go. He's still, he's still, he's still me, though, dude. I'm a professional gamer. You know that, right? <laughs> I, I don't lose. I don't lose. I only win. You just don't lose. Yeah. But yeah, yeah going back to the game pass we were talking about earlier. Mm. You were talking about on uh, PlayStation, there was like a year gap before they get released on the game pass usually. But when, yeah. I, when I think of like, the Ubisoft pass, they release brand new games on there, like. Phoenix Rising was on there, mm. instantly, with all DLC, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed was on there, the same instantly. with the EA Pass, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, where all their games like Thief, uh, Battlefield, whatever, go on from there as well, immediately. I mean, it works, right? Because, personally for myself, mm. I bought it because I, I wanted to play Phoenix Rising, you know? And I thought I could probably beat the game in a month, two months. But it's a pretty big game, dude, and I don't have time, all the time to play that game. So even now, three months later, I still have to pass, you know, just to play that one game. So it, it just works. So they've eaten out extra money from you. Yeah. Well, if you play one more month, then it's the same amount. But I also want to do a C. I didn't pay extra for it. So uh, I think they're going to release a second one this month as well. So then I play two DLCs I want to play. But the third one I'm going to do is so DLC. The one thing I would like to see change within video games. So I pers like I said, I think that the Netflix library style is the way mm -hmm. that games got to go yeah. to help indie devs. Possibly, because um, this could backfire on them, naturally. I think we need to go from the current, like, style to more of, like, a Spotify format, where if you don't know the business model of Spotify, uh, all the money gets collected up, you know, when you pay your subscriptions, whatever, ad revenue as well. 30% um, goes to Spotify, because, you know, they're managing, they're running the servers, mm -hmm. whatever have you. And then that last 70%, is then split out per play. So, in because AAA developers want their games in these platforms, but is it actually worth it for them? You know, instead yeah. we're seeing EA and Ubisoft put their own uh, services out, and personally, I don't think they're worth it because just a single like, and I think that's going to hurt the landscape more. Is if you've got to have you know ten different services. 
right? You you just want them all under one hub. If you've got the PlayStation, you want PS Now. If you've got an Xbox, you want the Xbox Game Pass. If you're a PC, you get this like weird little amalgamation of you can choose. Yeah. Because PS Now also works on PC as well. Oh, that's and, pretty epic. Uh, it, it's annoying where it only works on PC through streaming. Oh, so yeah, that's cloud epic. gaming. <laughs> yeah, it's much less epic. Um, but the Xbox Game Pass has got differences between the Xbox version and the PC version, right? Like, yeah. at the moment, if you've got Xbox Game Pass on the console, on the Xbox Series or the Xbox One, you've got EA Play as well, which is great. That's what that's what I'm saying I want on there. But if you've got it on PC, you don't have EA Play. Yet. Yeah. They, they want to hash it out in the next like month or two it says on the ultimate uh upgrade that oh it's going to be coming soon whatever um but you see what i mean like mm -hmm. if you could get those and even if even if they're linked to so all ea games are on xbox or ubisoft games are on playstation for me personally that's a much better deal because that sides your vote to which side to go on and you want competitiveness between the two because like yeah. i was saying whilst i don't want all these publishers to have their own service i don't want only one because you need competition between different companies that's why having nintendo sony and microsoft all vying out for the consoles is a great thing and nintendo sort of going dead on the wii u <laughs> and then switch being completely different is actually not great for the industry at all because switch is doing its own thing right yeah. and no one really cares whereas the other two are still fighting out trying to beat each other and that's just enough to keep the industry alive like sony pushed microsoft into buying all these different studios to get their ips so that they could get exclusive games that is not even questioned right because sony was always the case of you get a playstation for the exclusives out of the two yeah. yes the xbox runs a little bit better or you know uh, and purely just because of the porting was much easier from the ps uh, it was much easier for xbox 360 and pc games uh, the ps3 was just a little bit awkward it could run better but took a lot of effort hence why you had stuff like uh, skyrim on the uh, ps3 had a massive bug if your save file got too big it would just get corrupt that's kind of cringe they, they had that problem recently with cyberpunk whereas if your save file went over eight megabytes it got corrupt and so yeah horrid stuff there. yeah that's, that's not um, good for your game no I, I have played too much now it has forced me to stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah like that, i kind of the same thing with uh study valley which is also any game where i was pretty much at the end of the game and suddenly one day my whole game is corrupted like what why dude I was having so much fun, oh, and after that, great. especially with a game like that game, like you, wanna, you just want to keep playing because you already have this whole story. Like you made your own, like wife mm. and children and stuff. So it's hard to start over again after you just lost everything you just did, you know. So since then I don't play the game anymore. It's kind of sad, but they did like the game. It just I'm scared of it going corrupt again. Uh, but I don't know what happened to it. It's just an, a painful feeling, I would say. Especially with Stardew Valley and those types of games where even if you finished it, even if you've done everything, it's still proof of your achievement. Yeah. Straight there is looking at your farm. Um, I guess you could say the same with Animal Crossing. For me, yeah. that's the way it's sort of gone. Is 
even though I've done everything I want to with the Animal Crossing, uh, I know I can still get a little bit more, like I've still got one dinosaur skeleton left to go, buddy, and it is killing me that I can't find it, you know, because <laughs> you get five a day, that's completely random. Um, <laughs> yeah, I probably have yards you want. A, a couple more fish, but whatever. Uh, it's still that point of, I'm not going to restart Animal Crossing whilst I want to make a new island and all for that, you know, but it's just, no. I, well, I, I like what I've got already, and I don't want to lose it. Which yeah, is... I mean, just your story, you know, it's your thing. You know, you spend all those hours onto mm. that game, and it's like your villages, everything is yours, and it's kind of sad to start over, and stuff like that. Like, well, I think at least, and I think a lot of people agree yeah. with that. It's because it, it's actually yours, and you need all the work for it, and it's just fun to see it back every now and then. It's why Nintendo going, Oh, you, all, all the accounts share the same island on the same Switch is really annoying because I yeah. would ultimately fix that just by making another account purely for Animal Crossing yeah. to have a different island. And because I don't really play Animal Crossing online, you know. Whatever. We used to a little bit. Like, we, we used to a little bit, and that was great fun. But Animal Crossing is one of those games where you just want to chill out and sort of like just be yourself for a little bit, you know? Just yeah. Vibe. Oh, you got, you got like a little... Yeah, this is, this, is this is scary, this is scary, this is scary, dude. We're still alive. We didn't die there. You did it, you did it. Yeah, like, I feel like if you look at all the installments for the three years, there's like way more incentive to play online. Because they have actually like a minigame island, which you could play minigames on with each other. Which is weird, they didn't add it on the Switch version yet. Mm. Yeah, they'll be perfect, dude. I just play, uh, especially when released during like, when Corona's new to everyone. So everyone was at home playing Animal mm. Crossing. If you, if you could play mini games on that, it would be great. It would be so yeah. so much more hype. So we we would be alive way longer, I, w I would think. I I still think uh, New Horizons, whilst they added a lot new to the series and such, they also took a lot away, which they didn't need to. Like back in the GameCube one, you could get emulations of NES games. Now I can understand why yeah. they wouldn't include that when they've got the NES service or whatever. <laughs> but even then, just little cut down versions would be great fun, and just to be able to play them with your friends, you know. Um, but even then, just little simple mini games. Like, imagine if you yeah. could get a little island with like an RC cart track on it. Ooh. You, or in, or you have to get an RC racing? cart like item. Yeah, and it's just a little like you know the top down little tabletop one. Yeah, not anything massive. Or even what's they call them? Is it the slot cars where they're on like a Scalectrics track? I don't know if you get Scalectrics in Holland. Well, um, yeah, I know what you mean, I know what you mean. Like a little yeah, thing yeah, in your hand yeah. that you can decide how fast it's going to go. Yeah. Those things. And just do something like that. Something very simple. Because that's what I think Animal Crossing is dearly missing, is group activities, you know? Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, the only thing you can do is do a fishing tournament with each other. Pretty much. There's not <laughs> much... Bug catching, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much more you can do, so... Mm. Kind of lackluster. But, which I think is weird, because they took more away from the 3S version than they should have. Like, the whole island decoration is uh, amazing, like, that just whatever I wanted, pretty mm. much, where you can send your whole island up. And, like, you could probably spend more time in here now, just fixing your island. But I just feel like there's not a reason to come back playing, you know? They added a lot of one-and-done things, that's it, yeah. Where, you've done it, that's good, yeah, great fun, <laughs> yeah. can't really do it again. Now, uh, just get some fish, I guess, get some fish, okay. <laughs> but, which is fun. I do like catching fish. That's pretty fun to do, but still, like, it, it shouldn't be the only thing I want to do, you know? Oh, shiny boy. Yeah, dude, fire boy. 
Oh, oh, you talking about me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an upgrade. Every time I jump down, I do an uber slash. Look at that. Just double damage. What's a good track? What's a good track? Yeah, see, we are uh, 43 minutes in. We can, we can easily make this. We can easily make this. Speed on that. I honestly don't know how far into the game, but I've never got this far in Shovel Knight. Uh, I so keep I failing on Spectre Knight. <laughs> so right now we have four bosses to go. This one and then three more, and then we're gonna get to the final stage. As you know, I beat Spectre Knight. Nice, congratulations. I think it's Plague Knight. I failed. <laughs> he is a really annoying one, dude. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. In his stage as well, dude. His stage is really hard. Mm. He's, I think, one of the hard. Yeah, he probably is the hardest one. <laughs> I love this little beetle. Yeah, you're, uh, riding on. He's vibing, <laughs> he's, he's vibing the lava. His squishy little back, yeah. Anywho, we've, we were talking about, uh, you know, we're in announcement season right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just had arguably three big announcements, and it, it, it's weird. Two are Nintendo based, yes, um, but Pokemon <laughs> is a side company to Nintendo, whilst Nintendo owns half of the rights to Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, or the Pokemon company Game Freak has the control factor to it, which mm -hmm. is why they've got split out. And we've got two big anniversaries this year. We've got Legend of Zelda being 35, is it? I, uh, say? I think we have three. You also Donkey Kong, right? 40th anniversary, I think. Is it 40th round Donkey Kong? I think we've heard anything about Donkey I think Kong. It was, yeah, I think it was something, like that. something big at least. <laughs> I, I, I actually want to agree. I, th I think I heard something about Donkey Kong this year. Um, but yeah, then we've also got the 25th anniversary for Pokemon, which is <laughs> massive, you know, yeah. and the big announcements, we'll, we'll wrap them up, uh, starting from Nintendo have got Golf, Mario Golf, um, Byron Smash, I guess it's kind of a, well, it's not that big, but still, like it's still a high moment for everyone, usually. Oh, yeah, Xenoblade, uh, Chronicles 2 characters in Smash. Mm -hmm. And they've got. Um... Why am I blanking? On what? <laughs> uh, they got the triangle game. The triangle game. The, the new uh, the sequel. Game? Oh, Octopus Traveler sequel. Yeah, sequel. Yeah. They had. What else? Did they I have? think this just shows that the Nintendo one. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Splatoon three. Splatoon three. I, I wanted to leave that for last, but I feel like that's the big talking point mm -hmm. of the uh, thing as a whole. Splatoon 3 was the only worthwhile announcement in that entire thing. Like, me and you are both big Splatoon fans, and yeah. I'll shout to anyone out there, play Splatoon. Even if you're not a fan of, like, first-person shooters, this is an over-the-shoulder shooter as it is anyway, but it's not designed to be straight-up killing each other. That's not the main objective. That's just a, I guess, style playing. It's, it's a tool. You know, mm -hmm. the, I mean, it's, the whole all, it's just a different game. It's a whole different game than what you're used to. Yeah. If yeah, if you're not a fan of Call of Duty, just give it a try. Um, they'll probably put Splatoon 2 on um, demo. I would imagine over the next couple of months. Yeah. Uh, because they do that every now and then. They, and they do definitely demos. give that a try then. Yeah. Uh, because it is, I recommend it to everyone the theming, the style. The single player as well is absolutely spectacular, and it's the type of game which I think everyone can find something they enjoy out of it. Mm -hmm. um, Even DLC is really good. Uh, I'm pretty sure DLC is the best single player story they've made for Splatoon so far. Octopath Traveler yeah. is Octopath Traveler. <laughs> Octopath expansion, <laughs> uh, where you go into <laughs> the subways. 
That's what I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil it for anyone at home. Spoiler free. We're sort of like trying to sell this right now, you know, to them. Uh, doing Nintendo's job for them. You it's shoot. There you fantastic, go. especially if you're a fan of the first uh, Splatoon. They've got some like reoccurring bits there. Uh, because Splatoon 2, by all counts, does not rely upon Splatoon 1. You didn't have to play it on the Wii U. Um, they, there's some little story elements that connect the two, but you can easily pick up on that. It's not a big issue, you know? Yeah. And Splatoon 3 is going to be very interesting because we saw the Eiffel Tower upside down in the desert. Now, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be the Eiffel Tower, of course. It can be any other, you know... Wow. metallic uh, wireframe <laughs> tower but it looks like the Eiffel Tower so by all means we're going to call it the Eiffel Tower aren't we? I mean pretty sure it is because you know, the Lost Platinum was uh, Chaos vs. Order right? And Chaos won. Mm. So that's <laughs> I mean that's how Spin does it like they do a Lost Splatfest and the winner with the votes that's the next game the theme of the next game going to be. So everyone already knew it was going to be the theme of the game they just didn't know when it was going to release you know. So, so th that's it for me. winning Splatfest in Splatoon 1 then? Order? Uh, no, they did a different theme, but I'm not too sure what it's called. Mm. But this is like a, a thing, it's pretty epic. Like, pretty much that the people decide what they want next, you know? Which I think is pretty cool. That is for cool. me, uh, especially, from, especially from Nintendo company, because usually they just do their own thing. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> from anyone. But the thing is, with Splatoon anyway, when they came up with this, it was entirely brand new ideas. and. There was even that thing where originally it was proposed, or it got tested with Mario and Co. <laughs> Mario Sunshine. Like nice. painters and that, yeah. <laughs> and it just did not work, so... They then also had rabbits as uh, okay. an idea for the characters. It didn't work, and they went back to the drawing boards. Because it, it's just making family friendly, because by all yeah. accounts, Splatoon is squids, octopuses and that. They're not generally the animals you would think of kids enjoying you know <laughs> like they're very much i mean out they're squishy <laughs> yeah squishy. i mean whenever you look at all of them like the uh plankton you've got uh crabs and all of that sort of stuff like yeah marine secretors. life isn't <laughs> something children are massive on especially in the west i, I can't say for you know the eastern part of the world but Definitely in the West, like, it's cutesy animals. That That's always the case, ain't it? Yeah. So, I love Splatoon 4 that and stylizing it, making it so cool in its own right. Absolutely big I mean, up Splatoon, so... It's it just something kind of like, just doing something different and weird and new, you know? It's just something they always do. Uh, it's always different and weird what Nintendo is doing, which by the way you feel, of course, because it does something different yeah. and new, which is completely flopped, which is like the risk of doing your own thing all the time. Which is also what makes it well, cool. Well, the Wii U was just the, uh, uh, I guess, it, it was a Switch before its time, you know? Yeah, it was a shitty version to Switch. If if they could have everything the Wii U had, but in the Switch format, being able to take it with you, mm -hmm. it would have it would have been successful. I yeah. mean, you could even play games on the Wii U pad, you know, but you had to be within... It was quite a short distance to the console, weren't it? You couldn't yeah, be the room. it was like... <laughs> Five meters or something for the disconnected, if I remember. Like, it, it was it it was it was actually quite useful because I can remember quite often, you know, being a kid. I'm saying a kid. I was probably about sixteen. Still a kid. Still a kid. So, still a kid. Yeah. 
but of course I've always had Nintendo consoles. Mm-hmm. But oh, your family wants to uh, watch TV. You want to play a game? Well, you can. There's not a problem there. That's massive yeah. in being able to play full console games, just chilling. And the screen wasn't too bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't too bad. You know, uh, I think the screen was about the same size as the Switch screen, weren't it? I think a little bit smaller. Yeah, and a little bulkier, of course. It was pretty bulky compared to the Switch. It, it was one thick boy. It was, but ergonomically, it was way better than the Switch because of that, you know? Yeah, it fits better in your hands, I guess. Fits so much better in your hands. The Switch is too small. <laughs> it, it's fine for kids, of course. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's their main market, so it don't matter. Um, you go to Lost Region. Lost 3. Lost 3. Those are the hardest three. Can, can you give Lost us a quick little preview? Who are these last three? Go on, go on. Here we go. We have the Polar Knight. We have Tinker Knight, my man, in the Clockwork what? Tower. And we have the Propeller Knight in the Flying Machine. Mm-hmm. So you already know this one, Death Trap. There's so, so many bits you used to die in. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, well, I, want, I want to go to the, yeah, town, back to the town, but we can't do it. Yeah. There's someone in my way, so... We'll fight them then. It's speedrun, isn't it, dude? I thought, I thought we were speedrunning we'll this, man. Just fight them. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's a restart, dude. Go back to town. Go back to town. It's a restart. Who's dude. this? Ooh. This, this, this is really cool. Uh, Shaft Knight. Uh, they had like a, a perk. So if you didn't have enough money, you could design your own boss fight. So there are four boss fights in this game made by people who didn't to the game. Yeah, but no, I, nice. I think it's pretty cool. But apparently, this I guy, this guy that made Reese, apparently. Uh, is really rich and he, he uh, did it multiple games. So yeah, like this character is in so many games. Reese, it's it, <laughs> his thing, and he, he wants to make a staple in the game. So there's so many reasons around if you look for his character, which is kind of weird, I guess. Uh, I mean, like, cool for you, you know, if it's a lot of money. If you got the money, yeah. it's not the worst way to just flex it, like. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, every game there is. I mean, Rocket League soon as well. My own car. <laughs> you actually, you, yeah, you're, you're using your money to actually bring enjoyment to others because it's a cool boss fight, right? Yeah. Did you just use like a Yu-Gi-Oh card or whatever on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, he's a crazy Pokemon kid, dude. He's loving it. He's loving the, the play cards. <laughs> Not messing me, though, dude. Oh, I don't think he's loving this anymore. <laughs> actually, so, no, dude. He picks himself up. That's dope. Me and me, me my pals, dude. Me and my pals now. You know this. I'm not villain. We're, we're fighting a common enemy. See, dude, we're friends. Uh, there, dude. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, yes. That's pretty good. Plus, of course, they also make like DLCs, right? And this guy actually has a pretty big role in the in the story of Spectre Knight. So, mm-hmm. maybe may, maybe next next podcast, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see it again, this game. Then, then maybe, we'll see the story maybe, of Reese. Who knows? <laughs> so, bringing it on track, after we had the Nintendo stuff, which was a little lackluster because... Largely, it was spent showing stuff we already had really seen, yeah. like you know the Monster Hunter Rise yeah. trailer and whatnot. It's a recap, pretty much. Yeah. Although um, one thing that made me hype was Fly Guys on Switch. I think that's such a good inclusion for the Switch. Having Fly Guys I, on there. Yeah. The only problem was everyone knew it because it was a PlayStation exclusive, weren't it? Yeah. Uh, but for still, it's a still year. fun. So and Microsoft had already leaked uh, beforehand. They weren't meant to. Um, <laughs> what but they was coming to the Xbox as well, so oh, by all counts, yeah, they were just locked in for that period of time, and now they're coming. Uh, is it June that's coming out, or July? I can't remember. Uh, it's somewhere in the summer. I'm not really sure which one it is, yeah. but it's in the summertime. But still, like, it's still fun to know. I mean, same as Platoon, like, oh, yeah. we knew it was going to come in eventually, so that's why I wasn't Hopefully it's so cross-platform high. as well. 
Because I think it did say it's going to be cross-platform. Well, yeah. Is and massive. I'm also hoping a uh, a uh, split-screen uh, mode. Maybe just split-screen. Because I think that will make it better. Yeah. So you can play with, I don't know, someone cap coach, uh, couch yeah, co-op. That would be epic. Yeah. Be I sick. think after, uh, you know, lockdowns and all that, after Corona, mm -hmm. couch co-op games are going to be so popular. Because people can do that again, you know? Yeah. I mean... Golf is probably going to sell so well, I think, just because you know you can play. You think it. Mario Golf's going to sell really well. Yeah, I think it's going to sell really well, just because, we're, like, we don't know yet, of course, but I think we're still going to be kind of uh, in this situation, like not as bad mm -hmm. probably, but still going to be stuck in here for a little bit, I think. And the fact you can play online as well, just makes mm -hmm. it so much better. You just so you can play online with your friends or just with your family at home, you know. So I think it's going to mm -hmm. sell really well. That is my opinion. I mean, anyway, Lost Tennis game sold 3.6 million, which is the most uh, a tennis game ever sold, so, you know. 3.6 is the most? Yeah, for Tennis Aces. I always find it weird with Nintendo stuff, because, of course, naturally, where it's only on Nintendo consoles, they don't sell a massive amount to me anyway. Because, like, I'm comparing it over to... Um, hasn't GTA V just reached something like 200 million or something yeah, but crazy like that? GTA 5 is the uh, yeah, yeah that's like the yeah. most uh, sold but game every year. Most AAA games, because you can count Nintendo stuff as AAA. Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. um, but most of them sell, and they aim for about 50 million copies sold. So Nintendo always getting, you know, they 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 seem to aim for about the five million mark. Is always super weird to me. But that's just because they've got a smaller. I mean, the sport games are not, are not really like sport games aren't really their main focus. It's just like a side thing, you know. Mm. But uh, there's one sports game, Mario vs so Sonic. Th those sell really well usually, like over 10 million and stuff. And like the sport games are usually really low, just uh, just Mario and his, his gang. I wonder as well if it also comes down to AAA games uh, from say EA, Ubisoft, whatever also cost a lot more to make generally due to larger teams um making for multiple platforms uh licensing mm -hmm. like whilst fifa makes ea a ton of money they probably have to spend a lot on licensing fees for anything from the music they put in the games to actually having uh the fifa license you know yeah uh, and the same goes for madden and uh what's the other one they've got and i'm completely blanking on Basketball. Uh, no, basketball's uh, 2K. Hockey. Uh, uh, wait, what are you talking about? EA games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned FIFA, right? Of course. What else yeah, you mentioned? Yeah. FIFA, American football, and I think it is ice hockey. They've got the uh, licenses for. Isn't it, um, isn't it, isn't it also fighting? It's not EA. Oh, MMA. Yeah, MMA. right. Yeah, they do have that. Um, but so yeah, those cost money because you've got to purchase the right to make the game on it, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, <laughs> so, and then you've also got to purchase the rights of the uh, what you call them, the competitors. So it's always crazy, crazy stuff there, and costs lots of money. Whereas Nintendo, they naturally own all their properties; they make their own music. They don't have to run into any of that purchasing fiasco. Yeah, which is. A big Ooh. interesting thing, though, I will have to say, um, is with Pokemon Sword and Shield, they got, I can't remember the dude's surname, Toby, who uh, did Undertale. They brought him on for a lot of the music, didn't they? 
and hired him in to help them out. Yeah. I mean, it's quite cool. Th this guy is really uh, really popular now with me, because he was also on Smash. Like he he played uh, Smash of Sakurai at his home, dude, because of the <laughs> the Sans costume, which also added the first ever uh, music with a costume. So wow, he, I did not know that. Yeah, dude, he has some history with his uh, costume. <laughs> this is so cheeky. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I dude. Get back, dude. It, it's gonna be great for later on, dude. Trust me. The next boss fight, <laughs> we're gonna need it. I'll, I'll believe you. Pro tips, dude. Pro tips. But anyway, second along the line was the PlayStation Stair Play, which I completely blanked on. I was in the middle <gasps> oh. of playing D and D, mm -hmm. and you said to me, "Oh, you realize the Stair Play is in like uh, this evening?" <laughs> I knew it was coming up. I did not realize it was that soon. And when you sent it to me, it was half an hour from that moment in time, weren't it? And it was like. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, luckily D and D's just finishing up. I can watch this. I'm watching it live. Now, yeah. the state of play wasn't too bad. Well, it, it was better than Nintendo. Nah, nah, there's no way better than Nintendo, dude. The state of play only had old games on there, dude. It showed off, it started with Crash and ended with another Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm -hmm. It was already announced, dude. So both one already released, another one was already announced. The only new game they showed was that one game uh, that, that's really Disney-like. It's only only new game they yeah. showed. So I, right. I would I would not go better than Nintendo Direct at all, dude. Because Nintendo Direct is way longer and had way more games, dude. I'm gonna be honest, dude. I'm gonna be honest, dude. I'm I'm gonna create spoilers. I think the Pokemon Direct was actually the best out of all of them. Yeah, uh, we'll okay, explain yeah. that later. But <laughs> yeah, uh, like it, the announcements this season were very meh, and I, it's mm -hmm. gotta be Chrono, right? Like yeah, it probably just takes way long to actually develop games and stuff. Get games have probably just had all their times like across the board saying uh, game development has probably been halted by six months a year perhaps where you, you're seeing teams that are having to swap over the only thing that has got better in-game development over the last year is hiring because previously a lot of people if they wanted to get into game development would have to relocate you know mm -hmm. over towards I don't know, LA, uh, Vancouver, wherever one of these studios are, yeah. they'd have to completely upstart themselves, if not their whole family, to go there and work. Because, you know, game development requires a lot of horsepower, a lot of these PCs. Now they've all had to move to online uh, to coincide with rules and such. Mm -hmm. So Hiron's got a lot better, and possibly this could be a thing where you have an online team, you know, work from home team, as well as a uh, studio team and such which yeah. could be great for the future but the biggest problem with game marketing is why you have crunch culture and such is that if you're not willing to do it if you're not willing to follow their rules like again if you're not willing to relocate mm -hmm. they can just hire someone else there yeah. is an abundance of talent uh to the point where a lot goes to waste and that's why you get a lot of indie games come up because that's guys that are going well i need to show off what i can do and I'm going to make one, and most of the time they'll run themselves into the ground. Uh, the other way is just modders. Like a mm -hmm. lot of modders for games are there just showing what they've got, what they can do in, say, Unity and whatnot, and are just trying to hope to get developed off of some great mods. I know a lot of Fallout model, uh, modders get hired off of the back of that, you know, from Fallout 3 all the way to Fallout 4. Um, yeah. And the same for a lot of texture artists, where you're just doing retexturing mods and showing what you can do all of that because at the end of the day what we're doing is creating a portfolio right but when you've got so many ways now to get educated 
within the gaming industry and animation takes a full sail university in Latin America. And yeah, it is such a harsh climate. It almost feels somewhat similar to, you know, uh, whenever you see Japanese or Korean work culture over in the East where yep. they would work crazy ludicrous hours because if you're not going to do it, the next guy is. Yeah. You're consistently under threat for that. I, mean, I know it's toxic, got a yeah. lot better. It's a toxic, yeah, it's such a toxic environment. Yeah. yeah. And like, it can only be worse in the gaming industry because, like I said earlier, you're doing this because it's what you love. Mm -hmm. And this is your art. This is your expression. And it, coming from myself within commentary, yeah. the people that I can't understand within my industry are those that try and undersell each other those that are trying to get a job by asking for less money and at the end of the day um producing uh you know tournament organizers that will hire people purely because they cost less mm -hmm. you know you should have self-worth not trying to completely outdo someone else because you can be cheaper than them because at the end of the day, that's all that's doing is creating a toxic environment where everyone's getting competitive, where you should be looking to propel the industry together whilst keeping friendly rivalry as such, where yeah. you're trying to push each other and just be, be the best that you can. I know that's a very naive way of thinking, don't get me wrong. I mean, it depends on the situation, of course, like what situation you're in. Because some people need that job, you know? So hmm. they don't really have an option, they just need the job. Because nowadays, like, of course, I can't believe it back in the day but like i feel like uh when i at least hear those things well apparently uh, in the netherlands like 60 percent or something is depressed like the the the, the people in the mm. 20s and stuff and it's so hard to get a job like you apply to 20 20 uh 20 companies and you only get call back from one of them you know so it's like really hard to actually get a job nowadays i think especially now if mm. covid of course it's gonna be even harder to get a job because people are downscaling the company you know and a lot of that just comes down to the cost of living these days is so much higher compared to yeah. what it used to be. So people of our age group and that in massive shit show, like straight away owning house, owning a house is such a hard thing to do now when you were young. Back mm. in the early nineties, I believe, I actually saw a stat on this the other day where the average wage has only risen by about 10,000 in the uk <laughs> since uh in the last 30 years but housing has increased by about 150,000. oh man that's, like that's the cost of a house i know a yearly wage is completely different because you know it's over a period of time mm -hmm. but straight up when uh, you could buy a home in the uk back in the early in 1990 for i think the average was something like 57,000. now it's something like 220. That's an incredible yeah, increase. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, the UK is weird because we've got massive divides. Like, London is going to be way overpriced compared to up north. I live in the south of the UK, and I'm probably going to have to move up to the Midlands uh, just because my career path is a little bit less secure, so I've got to go for cheaper mm -hmm. housing. Yeah. I can't live where I live right now with family. That's just the way it is. Not a problem. Yeah, if, if you can't handle that, you're not a realist. You've just got to accept, like, sometimes you you gotta do that to live like it's what it is right yeah you, you, um, you gotta take your well your situation you know you're stuck there and then you, you, you gotta take but you can win yeah. so and sometimes you lose them that's how that life is exactly and so 
that's our biggest problem. It's just there's so many things out of control for our generation, largely caused by a generation and not even above. You know, we're talking like it's why you get the whole meme of boomers and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that is because there is a lot of hate it's got to be said but at the time it made sense for them you know there's a lot of short-term solutions and great advantages but now it's not so much and it's why at the same time when we look at say climate change right now and this is not going to be something that probably affects us too or doesn't hurt us like no, it's going to be a long period but it's going to be yeah something that happens a hundred years from now where it's gonna really show its ugly head and that's why after we've just seen it on the economic scale happen over the span of 30 years you can't just put that aside you've got to change that because we we sort of come from a culture where you think for the short term you think for yourself and you can't you've got to look to the next people you you can't be that short-sighted because that just hurts society as a whole yeah. you know which probably like you must one of the the greatest uh people right now working big things you know trying to mm. move the human race to a new planet and stuff just so a survival is gonna be extended you know mm. like like of, co of course he, he does things wrong of course like he's not a perfect human being but still i think it's a big it's a good plan he's, he's aiming for and i think it's sort of better of the human race what he's trying to do right now mm. and even then like to just like because i'm i'm always the type of person that wants to look on the bright side right like mm -hmm. try and look for a silver line nothing i think one of the big biggest things to come out of corona and all of us staying at home is not only reduced emissions but the sudden push for electric vehicles we were going to get them and 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 the same for electric uh, focus energy yeah but just where for example with cars no one's buying cars at the moment because you don't need to yeah. no one's using their cars really you know and you, you are because you still gotta go shopping and whatnot but usage is massively down so car sales are absolutely through the floor now car companies are having to adjust so they've stopped their production or massively lowered it which gives them the chance to retool up and be ready and make electric vehicles an actual thing mm -hmm. beforehand it wasn't cost effective to make that change over because you've got to reduce your current production you know yeah. so by all accounts we've got quite we, we basically sped up i reckon probably about two years ahead just with the changeover in electric vehicles which is a fantastic i'm, I'm no stats or anything to prove out this is just an opinion but yeah. those at home don't take this as you know this is seriously we've gone two years ahead no this we, is just me <laughs> we are not arbitrary <laughs> number you know like it could be heck it could even be more it could be way less it could be six months i don't know what's going on it could be nothing there. you don't know you know ford yeah it could it, they could already been ready just not wanting to make it public because mm -hmm. that could hurt their own sales right yeah. if they suddenly go oh you know, they, they can't just straight up go oh don't buy this car because in six months we're going to have the mustang e-type like electric or whatever come out because that means for those six months no one's going to buy anything keeping it on the topic of gaming that's why you're not going to hear about the switch pro until <laughs> it I would argue, three months before it comes out because they don't want to stop selling switches you know yeah. it's always the case um <laughs> and it's just funny because you got to think of it as a company as marketing that's what it is mm -hmm. and so it's going to be 
I've, I, I'm really excited in so many ways once we're out at the end of this and just to see what was actually done in the meantime. Because like I said, energy production has made a massive changeover in so many agreements to, you know, we're going no brand new cars in the UK past 2030 uh, can be petrol or diesel. They've got to be fully electric, which is crazy. We're not really ready for it at the moment when you consider your average consumer car right yeah. let's just take the uh off the top of my head the renault zoe is something like 25 000 to thirty thousand. i can't remember the exact number off the top of my head but that car <laughs> can only go 220 miles on a charge which is not that far you know <laughs> no. in the grand scheme of things, you could go around the city if you lived in a town and only ever drove that but going long distance is going to be an issue with it you know like yeah. Perfect example, too. You and your family most summers go for, um, you go on holiday, don't you? And you yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah. Usually, just so, somewhere in Europe. Hmm. So two hundred and twenty miles is to, no, no, it, no, no, with motorway driving four hours. They could get they could get you to uh, somewhere in France, maybe somewhere yeah. southern France, maybe if we're lucky, of course. So, you, so you, you can get somewhere, I guess. <laughs> it's not that far, but you can so get somewhere. We need motorway stations across the whole of Europe, as well as UK, of course, to really up the number of like these charging stations, don't we? Yeah. For starters, because you're always going to have to charge them up, and if you're, and it's got to be a case of um, if you're just stopping over. Let's just say you're the type of family or whatever that just stops pulls over to a motorway station every three hours you know have a wee yeah maybe get something to drink just a rest because you need that and you should do it whilst long distance driving mm -hmm. just saying uh <laughs> so what if you can just park in a regular parking spot and there's the electric vehicle what we realistically need and it's i think it's in teslas at the moment is that sort of um magnetic charging you know that you yeah. get on phones uh is it key charging i think it's called or something or whatever they like the mag lock on the iphones where you just put it on top of the station you just park in that spot and it instantly charges it recognizes it you send a bit of information so you don't even need to plug into a booth or whatever your car just picks up oh you're in this charging spot you're going to start charging now up until your phone then it locks off we can instantly connect to it and You've connected your card up to here using, um, and often it's uh, using a lot of blockchain at the moment. That's where mm -hmm. the research is going into because this is going to be a thing. And then we'll just pay it off. And there you go. Your, your car's up to top and all you've done is spent 20 minutes at a service station, which isn't the worst problem in the world, but the batteries need to get better. And that's the biggest problem with electric vehicles at the moment is they actually pollute more than petrol yeah because and... the production of them it's just a weird case because like, they're trying to do it better but at the end of the day you still achieve the same pretty much as how much you actually waste mm. like it's just weird like, like, like they need, need, need to back out of production i guess to actually make a difference in how they're doing it and stuff it's just new technology at the end of the day though and you've just got to accept that it's mm. not going to be perfect and you, you've got to make your way through this sort of like awkward period just to get to the point where you need to be and those that are expecting like electric vehicles to be the answer in the next five years even 
or well they are the answer but i'm just saying like being viable in the next five years probably mm -hmm. a little bit in over the head i think <laughs> maybe dude you never know we don't know what uh, tesla's doing right now dude it might be working something big True. but teslas are expensive yo they are dude we, like for listeners at home because i'd imagine like we always see across lots of different entertainments our largest audience is going to be americans too <laughs> and so we haven't looked at the stats yet guys but cars are super cheap in america compared to europe you know and no way we're gonna nasty us up it's just how i think we tax them or something like that i don't know exactly but a lot the a lot of cars in Europe are bought secondhand, aren't they? I know they're in America as well, bought secondhand. But I'm just saying, we get a lot less brand new buys. And we have weird markets. Like, manuals are still heavily sold in the UK. Do you, in Holland, do you get a lot of manual cars? Uh, I, I think actually less, dude. But it's also yeah. way, it's way better nowadays to lease, in the Netherlands at least. I know that's in the UK, but it's a bit to lease a car instead of buying one. Because then, you know, after a mm. few period you can be like you know what i actually like this car i'm gonna buy it now and then it's gonna be way cheaper or you can just you know uh just stop using it entirely if you don't like the car enough so yeah. I, feel, I feel like buying a car is not as big as it used to be because it's just way I'm cheaper to just lease it so yeah across the board that's the same we're seeing a lot more uh leases come into effect as being the viable option mm -hmm. uh but like i said the uk is a weird thing because not only do we have our cars on to the rest of the world the wrong side of the road yeah, dude, you know, come on, so you've got to change the drivetrain up completely but also we like manual cars we're a weird nation like that we we do have a lot of uh automatic <laughs> cars as well because that's the thing and it's always going to progress but we've got an absurd amount of uh manual cars i think in america there's something weird like only three percent of cars sold these days are manuals the rest are just all automatics yeah, now that's yeah. a small number, you know. I mean, I feel like it's also way more uh, manuals over here than I mean, uh, a lot more automatic nowadays than manual because mm. it's easier, you know. So, why not people just doing yeah, it? Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm pretty sure you can even get your driver license with just an uh, automatic car if you want to. Yeah, so you can. Um, it could even, make it even easier, dude, which shouldn't be a problem at all because I and again, that's why whenever you uh, hire or rent a car them near enough always just in automatic because mm -hmm. then you're not because everyone that's got a manual can drive an automatic that's just yeah. is that thing vomiting rainbows yeah, i love dude. this <laughs> yo the holy bird statue <laughs> <laughs> the bridge of uh, of hope dude the bridge of hope i love it so much sorry uh but yeah it's like <laughs> why wouldn't you it's trim off trim off a little bit <laughs> and it just comes down to the you, you just gotta go with the global market. The UK will give up on. Uh, on what they do, dude? What they do, dude? At some point, we will. <laughs> Brexit and stuff, dude. We, I don't know, dude. Bend, <laughs> we flex into it. It's fine. Like we said, where we're going over towards these uh, manual cars, I think. Uh, or oh, sorry, all these electric cars. I don't know of any electric cars which are manual. They all seem to just be going. Or if they are manual, it's the flappy paddle gearbox, you know, on the back mm -hmm. of the wheel. Yeah. So I think that's just the way we're going. It's because you're retooling. You just go, ah, fuck them. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they can just, they're, they're happy with it. And most people now, like if we're in the UK, 
and there's a flappy pedal uh, gearbox. You, you're there like, oh my god, that's luxury for manual. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you, He's a rich man. Because it's like a sporty mode, right? Nah, it's just, one, it's way easier than doing an actual proper hate shifter. But Because <laughs> they've already got the uh, automatic gearbox in, so all you're doing is just forcing the gear shift. So, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it works. But it, it, it weirds me to think in 10 years' time, manual cars won't be a thing. Probably you not. Know? I mean, I guess it also depends. Like, what, what, like, what happens if your car fails? You know, like, what if it doesn't work correctly? Like, it's gonna be a backup mode where you can go manual if you have to. You know, but I feel like it's, it's not gonna be. It, it's good to have them as a safety thing. But yeah. on that thing, uh, on that point, have you seen like what happens when, for example, uh, your electric vehicle just runs out of power? No, <laughs> what happens? Some of them just literally lock down put on the brake and you are stuck <laughs> and that is scary then i'll be like oh oh guess i'll die yeah that, this will be this will really safe dude you, you, you have to call up like uh green flag rse any of like the breakdown covers or people in the uk or wherever in europe wherever i don't know brands in that often <laughs> elsewhere <laughs> but um <laughs> you just literally go hey uh, yeah, I broke down with no power on the side of the way. Me. Can I'm you stuck. just bring your truck with a battery in it? And they come along and just plug into your car. That That is... <laughs> that's it. Triple A batteries so and put them in there. <laughs> One thing though, because I've never heard anyone do this, but it's got to be a thing, is people that put the wrong type of fuel into their car. Like, how many people have put diesel into a petrol car or the same going the opposite way and just completely you know bugged up their car <laughs> especially like with renting <laughs> i can imagine that's the thing with renting say like you're hiring a uh, moving van because you need to move house and you're still used to putting petrol but the van itself is a diesel so you've got to put pe uh, diesel into it and you just like <laughs> habit go and put petrol in. that is such a oh. valid reason to slip up and i can see that happening so often yeah and then you got a cool down breakdown you've buggered the engine as well in a lot of ways not the worst fix but yeah that with go. electric is not a problem is it this last final boss out dude and then we go to the final stage it's Ooh. crazy isn't it is there a boss in the final stage there is dude we're also gonna do a little bush rush as well at the final stage even better huh oh damn well that was easy dude well yeah <laughs> it was easy oh it's gonna be intense dude oh man the boss rush is kind of kind of scary dude Luckily, he's not on the game plus mode because then they do double damage, so <laughs> should, be, should be fine, dude. Uh, maybe next time. Maybe sometime <laughs> in the future we'll read it. Oh, okay. Who knows? <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. We've really had some odd topics today that we weren't going mm -hmm. into, so let's bring this back to, to the Pokemon. final. <laughs> the yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon, the final presentation because Pokemon is, I think, still. I don't know if Marvel is completely you know outdone it i think pokemon is still the largest franchise in the world because they have so much and so much merch is sold in pokemon <laughs> it's ridiculous Dude. like have you seen the uh shirts that they've been selling over the last year where they, you get like custom made pokemon shirts i mean dude i've seen the the presentation and it was mostly just another history you know so often they just showed 
uh, hashtag uh, playing cards and hashtag anime and stuff, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. that should tell you enough about uh, about the brand, I guess. And, and Pokemon is moving to a lifestyle brand. Beforehand, they were gaming. Over the last, I don't think it's that long, but let's just say five years globally. Mm-hmm. They probably had it more in Japan than that as well, because, you know, just the way it is. Uh, we don't know a massive amount about that side of the world because you still get a lot of east-west divide, don't you? Uh, yeah. Where it's just media, as it is. Um, but you're now getting stuff like... The one thing that never came up in the Pokemon Presents was that Pokemon Sleep, I think it was called. They announced it back at E3, where it's meant to be a thing. You put it on while she's sleep and it measures you like a well-being tracker. But also it had something to do with Pokemon. It was super weird. But we <laughs> haven't heard about it since. They just announced it and then nothing. So that's odd. But you can see... Not Nintendo, but uh, Game Freak themselves, I guess, probably alongside Nintendo, but the Pokemon company as a whole, want to be in every form of life. Because it's such a wholesome brand, whilst at the same time being so good for kids. Kids love Pokemon. You know, it hits every single box you've got. And it's always the thing of, when you look at the starters, right, you get the cute Pokemon, the cool Pokemon, and then I'm trying to the weird think one. what the other... <laughs> you, you get the one that's like, so you get boy Pokemon, girl Pokemon, and then the one that goes for both, really. So take the most recent. You've got Sobble, uh, Grookey, good lizard, yeah, and good you've lizard. got uh, Sobble's the lizard. Yeah, the, the good blue one, lizard. Dude. Grookey's the green bunny, and then you've got... Um, Red bunny, you mean? Fire, fire bunny, right? Score bunny, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Um, I think it's sporty, cool, and cute. That's that's the pattern they always go with. So mm-hmm. you've got score bunny who appeases both boys and girls. It's a it's a cute rabbit that's also quite sporty and cool, um, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Grookey who definitely goes to like the boys. He's a little drummer monkey. It's cool. And then you've got Sobble who is just a cute little lizard. So they can hit so many different markets at the same time. And it's great. You can all... Notice how whenever there's new starters, you get like that competition, rivalry between which starter is the best. And we don't even know stats or anything like that. It's purely off looks. (laughs) (laughs) So whilst people don't want to say they're shallow, most people are pretty shallow when you're just going straight from looks of a little animated character. (laughs) Dude, these men... Just go lizard all the way. It's always lizards. That was the best. Uh, I was about to say no, mm-hmm. but then I was like, Charmander is one of the best. Yeah, he's, he's Charizard, a the most hyped one. Charizard yeah. is always the hype. What no, else? Is yeah. that like whenever it comes to a new pack of cards, Charizard shiny is always the best Pokemon card. Yeah, dude. Like, or cool, the one cool that's always hunted for. Cool dragon. Cool lizard, yo. Heck, that's why like <gasps> the original Pokemon games released as red and green in um japan it was when it went to the west and the re-releases in japan that they went uh blue and red because the green venusaur did not sell <laughs> who wants to buy a plant when you got a cool red lizard <laughs> yeah, dragon dude, like... there you know You're crazy if you go over the plant <laughs> blastoise is pretty i i like blastoise he's dope turtle i mean he's turtle he's pretty good turtles mm-hmm. but then after that of course they went to um the legendary box art legendaries which is always quite cool 
uh, to do. And it's a smart move because at the end of the day, that like that's you can get all three of the starters, but you can only get that one legendary there. So it, it works because you, you're dedicating to which legendary is best, right? Yeah. Um, I will say when it came to like the newer legendaries have been a bit weird and uh, I, yeah, in the sense of when it came to Sun and Moon, you wanted both. They're both cool legendaries. But when it came to Sword and Shield just now, there's so little difference. They're both sword. <laughs> they're both wolves yeah. that have a sword or a shield. Like, eh. I mean, Sword is so lazy. It's literally just a dog holding a sword in his mouth. Like, wow, dude, that's a great design. Like, like Tilly is kind of good with shield. You know, like, it's implemented into his body, but he's just holding a sword. Like, wow, man, that's epic. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's just annoying that you get version exclusives in both. Like, it's to promote that you and your friends realistically um, buy different games so you can get mm -hmm. them all. And Nintendo uses the excuse that you um, have to get the version exclusive of your friend and it promotes playing together. The Enchantress. <gasps> no, okay, who could that be, dude? Who could be the Enchantress? Oh, man. Is she the big baddie? She is the big baddie, dude. Oh man, and she's also... she hasn't seen her up to this point. She's just popped in right now, ain't she? Yeah, I mean, if you look, if you paid attention to the start, dude, she was in the issue in the little story, dude. The, fir oh, the first uh, cutscene. Oh, look at that, dude. She had a boy, Black Knight. No, my friend. No. Oh, you, oh no, don't do it. Don't do it. I have the high ground. There you go, dude. But this tune is amazing, dude. I love this battle tune. Yo, this dude is dope. I love him. Oh, oh, oh I lost the, the tennis battle, oh. dude. Oh, look, some bird wings <laughs> as well. Dang. Yeah, this tune is amazing, yeah, dude. Is. Hoping you guys at home are enjoying the shovel nut music, bro. <laughs> pretty dope. Oh, man. He's insane. He's insane. Meteor's coming down. But Come yeah, on, going back to the thing of Pokemon. So, the three? Yeah, the three things. Not announcements, I'm going to say, because there's two announcements, uh, three things in their present. There's Pokemon Snap, and quite a deep look into it. Like, compared to the other um, directs and that, mm -hmm. this you actually had new stuff about it, you know? And yeah. they went quite deep in Pokemon Snap. They probably didn't need to explain it a lot, but... I mean, it's, you know, it's the most recent game, so to go and do it anyway, so you know, mm. just how it goes with new games. Like, if you look at the set of play and stuff, they just, they just explain the new games. For some reason true and pokemon snap is a sort of obscure spin-off anyway because you gotta think it, this is the second game the first one came out on the n64 so that's way ago you mm -hmm. know anyone that's below i'm gonna say the age of 16 probably has never played pokemon snap or <laughs> in bio accounts this could be a brand new thing in the series for them they don't even know it exists and so yeah by explaining what it is it's not a bad thing at all yeah um new audience but the other two that came out are very really conflicted aren't they with people at home <laughs> i've seen a lot of people that are happy about this and a lot of people that are really upset <laughs> um we'll start off with the remake of diamond and pearl so a friend of ours bunny yep <laughs> is i i feel like he's been personally insulted by nintendo <laughs> for this you know like he's he like he been attacked <laughs> like yeah he did use that phrase he's been they've spat in his face <laughs> over this and i feel really weird because 
the chibi art style is really what is sending it, which I think is so funny because these games are probably going to be so true to the originals, aren't they? Yeah. Um, maybe that's a problem because I don't. Know, we haven't seen anything new um, included them in them. One thing that got pointed out, and I saw on uh, Twitter, which is quite cool. Uh, one of the like DLCs as such, or mm -hmm. you know, exclusives, because during that Diamond Pulse, it did come to the DS. You could go connect to the internet and get like the legendaries, like when Mythicals became a thing. Yeah. Um, back on the, um, I can't remember if it was in, yeah, it was in Crystal as well. Uh, but back on the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance, you would have to go to certain shops to either get a code or for them to plug in the game cart to update it, right? Yeah. Uh, when it came to the DS, you just connected to the internet to get your uh, mythical stuff. And mythical, for those at home don't know, uh, maybe you're just not a massive Pokemon fan, they're the legendaries which aren't in the game. You have to do certain stuff to get them. Ooh, um, yeah, generally they're like expansion gear as such. So the legendaries but a little more special i don't know like legendaries you can always get they're normally part of the story mythicals are just extended content yeah um that, that's the way i'm going to explain it i don't know if that's the ruling for it you know like the official nintendo word whatever um but by all means you can see that there's a trader where you can get um the alternate form for shaman um in the actual trailer that nintendo put out there in the uh, or mm -hmm. that the pokemon company put out there so you know that there is the extended content which you would have to go download in the game from the start you would assume because it's already yeah. shown that so that's good the only problem is that this remake is being done by a third party company whilst oh, arceus legends is being done by the pokemon company themselves this has been done by a third party which is a little odd i'd say and that's why i think for me personally this could be seen as a little bit iffy for people and i don't know yeah. the, I, I the large reaction is just the chibi art style but, yeah, but that, for a lot of fans that look deeper this being done by someone else probably takes away a lot of trust yeah. in what's going to happen with it you know i mean it's weird to have the chibi art style because you know that i'm not a pokemon fan or player at all like i, I, I don't mm -hmm. play pokemon go and uh, pokemon modern minecraft so like, i don't really care about pokemon so i did some research about you know the the uproar about it being chibi but even the original was chibi style when i looked at it you know yeah. but it was just pixelated chibi style so exactly so, like, like i thought it was it was a more like realistic version in the older version because i have no, I have no idea how old the game was anyways but, like for me it was all completely new so people complaining about it being chibi and looking childish it's kind of funny because it already was childish and chibi but you just pixelated because of the ds you know yeah so, it's just kind so of you've weird. gone from sprites to 3d models but if those sprites were 3d models they yeah. would be chibi <laughs> yeah. so Don't complain. i do feel like one of the weird things though is when you go into a fight like start a battle then the mm -hmm. models go normal that's weird for me but you had that in the games anyway you know they had non-chibi models when you go into the fights mm -hmm. so by a lot of accounts do you have to fight all the previous bosses? Yep, this is the gauntlet, dude. Whoa, the busted gauntlet. Okay. And you're going backwards, I'm assuming. Uh, it's randomized, it's randomized. Time to go. So it can be different each time. Yep. The order. So nice. I, I, I'm actually lucky because this boss fight is the only one you can die in one shot. Because if you see the spikes at the bottom, they can kill you in one hit. 
So I already did the hardest one first fight, which is pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, well, it's yeah. easy one. I don't even need to use anything on him, to be honest. <laughs> I can just use my spade on him. Okay, dude, ooh, he's gonna destroy it. Anyways, back back to the Pokemon bit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, by all accounts. I've got a lot of confidence in this game because, you know, hopefully it should be good. The only problem is just extended content because whenever you look at Fire Red, Leaf Green, um, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, mm -hmm. they added a lot of new content. Uh, the biggest one being Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and I think this is why Bunny got hurt most, <laughs> added, in, it was like an incredible remake. And that is what you want. You want what you already know but completely wrapped up in a new package so there's new stuff but then also everything cranked up to 11 yeah. and so far this just looks like it's meant to be a faithful remake yeah like if it's if it's the exact same game as a pokemon fan with the current style they've changed what they were doing with the remakes so rightfully so you feel like you're missing out they mm -hmm. didn't give it the proper treatment like, well, well, th these are meant to be the deluxe editions as such in other, like, franchises. That's what they mm -hmm. would call this sort of, like, reimagining. I mean, once again, it's also, again, hit or miss, because if you look at uh, Pokemon Eevee and uh, Pikachu, I think, Scott, like, the way they did it, a lot of people are disappointed because they kind of broke the game with their let's go function in there. So, like, I asked Barney afterwards, you know, how he felt about it. And apparently to him, it wasn't because of the TV style he didn't like it. He thought the graphics were too bad for the game, you know? And he's, he's actually glad they didn't change the game too much because he was scared of it being, uh, let's go and let's go Pikachu yeah. Eevee. And I, I feel a bit weird about that. Because I was f like, so for everyone at home, I did not see a single person guess this Arceus uh, Legends. No, Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's the name. It was leaked it's though. confusing as fuck. No one predicted that. Everyone thought we were going to go... I think uh, the name going around was uh, Pokemon Let's Go Catching. <laughs> and it was going to be a Johto version, the second gen. And you're going to get this... We keep going with uh, the remakes, but then also we get a third make, a third remake in the Let's Go series. And that makes perfect sense, you know, because the Let's Go games, realistically, are aimed at a younger audience, because they're just a little bit simpler mm -hmm. than playing also a more casual audience that just like the process of you know they're, they're much easier to fill out the pokedex from my understanding yeah because you know it's a lot easier to catch them you can build up and they play in a slightly different way mm -hmm. while still having the core battling aspect of pokemon and so for them to go with this new style which with pokemon let's go arceus we'll go into it looks to be running on the breath of the wild engine and seems pretty seamless like by all counts they they said that oh it's taking place in Sinnoh which is the same as uh, Diamond and Pearl for anyone that didn't know thank and you for that information because I didn't yeah. know because <laughs> I know for Chewy you're probably there like Sinnoh's just a word you know <laughs> uh, that's Pokemon. The <laughs> it's based on Hokkaido which is like the north the furthest north place in uh, Japan or oh, the furthest okay. north island um, but it, like it's a very snowy, cold climate, whatever. Um, so they've gone, oh, it's based on that, but it's not exactly the same because this is years and years beforehand. That's more just them saying if there's any change, change ups, it's because it's in a different region. Because from the looks of it, there's 
you know, you, you've got roots in Pokemon, right? Where it's just the path you follow along because Pokemon's a linear game. Mm -hmm. It's for them to say, oh, we've made this open world. Thus, it's not going to flow the exact as uh, the exact same as the other games. Yeah. Quick question, dude. Should I save them or not? Should I help them out? Save them, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay Go okay. on, help them out. All right, out. all right, all right. Just because of you, man. Oh, cute. Look at them, dude. They are. They're happy. We make friends here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone's allowed. Is a couple of night without his. Kid? Yeah, dude. Because he, he's actually yeah. a dead person. That's why he's expecting that. Makes sense, right? Mm. He's death itself. Right, final boss coming up. Babe. Yeah, dude. Don't forget, dude. The Pokemon game did get leaked, though. The open world Pokemon game. It did the get leaked. Game? The open world one. Or at least, uh, what was it called again? I forgot the name. Pokemon Arceus? Legends Arceus. Yeah. That game did get leaked, so I don't know about who, but when, when, when I, I was watching a Dutch stream, of course, when they were looking mm. at the podcast, and apparently it's already leaked for it to be open world. Like, but of course, we don't know I, how open it is. I remember seeing the stuff about, oh, there's going to be an open world one, but no one really took it seriously, you know? Because it was so Ooh. unexpected. Also, I guess. This looks to be the hardest boss so far. <laughs> <laughs> The boss didn't even happen yet, dude. Monka, monka. Yeah. <laughs> Just this stage of trying to survive. Jeez. Um, but that's cool. I like that they're splitting out. And we always get spin-offs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's tons of them. Oh, like okay. you said, it's one of the biggest franchises. Yeah. When I first saw this, uh, like, the makes of it, uh, like, the announcement trailer, I was thinking it would be closer towards a Pokemon Conquest sequel, which... Loads at home that don't know, it's like a Final Fantasy Tactics version of uh, Pokemon where you go like a tile-based, turn-based combat system. It's very confusing to explain. Uh, great games nonetheless, and Pokemon Conquest. If you're a Pokemon fan, never played it, go play it. It's great fun. Um, money back. <laughs> where you, you, use, you, you fight Pokemon in a very different way. What are you doing, fishing? I want my money back, dude. Give it back. Thank you. <laughs> I'm fishing before money, dude. I want money back. It's my money. All right, all right. <laughs> no, I, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> but this, yeah, came out of the blue, and a lot of the hurt over this game, whilst it is massively hype, like, mm -hmm. this is cool. Everyone's been wanting an open world Pokemon game for years and years and years. The frame rate did look laggy. The yeah, art really style laggy. is very uh, divisive. Because whilst it looks very pixely and not very high quality, it is very stylistic. It's got to be said. And I've, like I said before, when we came into this a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. I think the lagginess is half it not being optimized and not running very well, and half that's what they're going for is more of like a hand-drawn style, you know. Well, and so yeah, yeah. I, I feel it's kind of early to expected about that stuff because clearly it's way too early to actually having guesses because they have still have a year to go probably even longer a year and a half because I doubt they're going to release it at the start of the year you know it so. should have been a thing so we know uh, oh god uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shine and Pearl terrible first names you know <laughs> when you've got Fire Red Leaf Green good names Heart Gold Soul Silver sure Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire banging because that really fits in with the omega and alpha sort of versions in the game here you go dude. of the legendaries but shining pearl brilliant diamond where 
<laughs> it's brilliant. It's you know. a brilliant name. It's in the name. It's brilliant. Okay. Uh, Don't doubt. All right. Uh, hopefully it turns into a thing, but I can't see it with that. Um. Weird history. <laughs> the final moment. It took. There we go. I'm, ne oh. I'm never going to need to play Shovel Knight. <laughs> I've seen the entire game be played through. But now you are expecting. No, you can tell me my time. Do you have a dad? Is it epic? Oh, you no. can be my time. <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, I don't have the time to get this good at Shovel Knight. It's not hard. It's, it's, it's be good. It's be good. Man. I will finish the game eventually. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will. Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> back there. to the topic. They should have when they did a full look, you know, because Nintendo's I can or, or sorry, the Pokemon company I can see come around October they'll do like a uh, another announcement trailer video whatever saying, Oh, this is what welcome to the Sinnoh region, all of that for the people that didn't play the original game. Because the games are what uh, I'm trying to think probably 15 years old? 16? 17 maybe even. 18 maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Um, Can I make it a 20 or something? I want to say uh, 2006, 2007. For some reason, <gasps> is in my head for those ones. But I don't think it's that late. Um, it is light. My love. My love. Yeah, keep, keep going, dude. You can keep going. Well, it's, sorry, it's a very cute moment. Yeah, okay. If you want to keep watching, that's fine. I'm in for it. <laughs> we'll keep watching. <laughs> well, if there's any <laughs> listeners, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's going to be sad no, moments. No, no, I keep talking and keep talking. Uh, <laughs> but oh, we're not done yet, apparently. Hmm? We're not? We're not? Oh, man. <gasps> Stay close to me. Oh, no, it's that. Someone in the background. Oh, it's the, the actual form of the Empress. The actual oh enchantress. That's so epic. The podcast listeners at home wishing they went over to YouTube, to the Cap Club YouTube. <laughs> Do it channel. now, quick. Go search it now, quick now. You've got time. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> but yeah. I, I've lost track of where I was talking about. <laughs> uh, about Pokemon names. Are you talking but, about Pokemon names? Yeah. But uh, anyway, so around September, October time, they're probably going to have a another Pokemon Presents, aren't they? Just to explain what Sinnoh is. To kids right now that are, let, let's just say 14 and below, that haven't played Pokemon Done, uh, more casuals, because whilst that sounds silly to those that, even if you're a young teenager kid right now, mm -hmm. that has played all the Pokemon games through probably emulators and whatnot, uh, no discussion on those, of course, right now, because that's an iffy topic. Yeah. Uh, especially with Nintendo. <laughs> but it's still the point of you're the hardcore fan. The common fan for Nintendo games, and I think for Pokemon, mm -hmm. is something like a 10-year-old kid. Probably, probably a boy who plays the Switch in handheld and has only really got Fortnite and a smattering of like Mario Kart, Pokemon, and that because that's what mum and dad has bought him. Uh, thinking uh, that they're very PG, you know. I feel like with the Switch, it's a lot more diverse. Though. I feel like a, a lot more teens and such playing Pokemon games now, especially if Pokemon cards being hype again. Pokemon is back in, dude. Oh, yeah. Pokemon is normally the childish game. Same with Minecraft. That used to be the childish thing. You've that's like... why the Switch has done so well yeah. is because the adult pickup mm -hmm. and older teenagers. It's got versatile market. So, I'm just saying, your largest 
demographic is that and so yeah. nintendo hence why chibi art style works and all of that kids don't care about art style particularly <laughs> much it's more about the actual how the game plays they they do to some degree like i've said in the past year about how playing as super yeah, mario yeah, Kart yeah, back on the snares with cousins yeah they looked at it first and went why on earth are we playing <laughs> this like when you've already got mario kart 8 because mm -hmm. they see them as near enough the same game but one's inferior because they just doesn't look as good um like they might look at um shovel knight here and just go why are you playing this old yeah. game just play a new one um just the mario bros man oh okay thanks man <laughs> but that, that just means that graphics can only go so far where as long as it looks fresh and can pass off as modern like i think if you were to put super mario sunshine in front of my cousins they wouldn't think much of it because it's a 3d game yeah and i think 2d versus 3d is more the bigger factor as well as like spri sprite I mean, it, art it, it, it also looks pretty you know? dude sunshine looks really pretty with the water mm. so I feel like the game really flexed maybe. on the water physics didn't they <laughs> yeah dude i mean dude. <laughs> like wave race mm. <laughs> I mean, Restore it was good, dude. It was a good physics, so you, know, you can't blame them. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, I guess that's why they called it Project Dolphin. Ooh. <laughs> makes sense now, dude. The water. It makes sense. What? I didn't know it was Lost City was the name of Mole Knight. Huh. No, his name is Mole Knight, but his uh, it's, it's, uh, map's called Lost City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay, that's okay. what I'm saying. I okay. didn't realize it was called Lost City. <laughs> I thought, wait. For his undersea, oh, for some reason. Th this is still uh, for people that uh, paid a lot of money. Get your own character, dude. The Wandering Travelers. Who's that, dude? Ooh, the Four Boys. Only for the Four then. Boys. Yo, that one's heavy metal. The second yeah, one, dude. Bass. Bass. Bass in every story as well, dude. My man, Bass. I mean, they are in every story, but Bass is a funny one. <laughs> oh, my man, dude. Uh, a romantic. Living the life, carefree. Oh, as you shoot, dude. Living the life, oh, carefree. All the ladies, Capella Knight. <laughs> This is quite a cool place, I do like it. Oh, I yeah, like dude. little mice. So much. <laughs> Look at the children, dude. Uh, Look at them. Oh, I make another robot. How nice of them. Talking about. Oh, dude, you're talking about Pokemon Evil Kids? Dude, Look at that. Two kids right now. Playing with a robot. Cute. Yeah, so Pokemon's always going to be largely. Because it's such a tried treat. Like, in the same with Nintendo. Mm -hmm. you, you can trust Nintendo products to be family friendly. And we've seen them try and go with more adult. Um, IP over time, like Bayonetta, for example, yeah, is a Nintendo property now. It's no longer um, Platinum Games. It is Nintendo, mm -hmm. and they they saw come out and already announced and said that. Yeah. Oh, you and Black Knight best buddies again? Yeah, dude. See, dude nice. We both wanted to help shoot Knight out, man. So we were finding the same enemy, and Chantrix. I love it. But. That's going to be such a big factor for Nintendo going forward, and hence why lifestyle branding is so easy. Like that Pokemon Smile, you know, the mm -hmm. toothbrushing one. <laughs> yeah, is that even out? Is. I don't know yet. But that was so cute, and I love it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm never going to use it, but it don't matter. Because why not, dude? They're trying to get kids in <laughs> early to be in love with Pokemon, and then, you know, they go and get the Pokemon game. It's, it's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary, dude. It's like a cult. Maybe don't look out. Early, young age, it is a little back. bit cultish, yes. The cult of Pokemon. Oh man! Praise be the mighty Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu broke uh, back. It's all mine, dude. And heck, that you do. Hey, hey. You, you know, with Scientology, they get a lot of uh, celebrities in to, you know, promote their cult. I mean, Post Malone. It's a religion. It's not a cult. 
Yeah, you have just got Post Malone in, Katy Perry coming up. Was it? Malone. Uh, Jay Bevlin? Perhaps. Pokemon is becoming a culture. Uh, well, luckily, I'm a part of it, dude. Luckily, I'm going to far away from it, dude. <laughs> yeah. I wish You're you guys... not indicted into it yet. We will see. I wish you guys good up. luck in the Pokeballs, dude. In the Pokemon world, Chewie, Arceus is the god. He is the first Pokemon, oh. right? But I'm the god. So Which perhaps it's all coming together on the 25th anniversary. When they bring out Legends Arceus, <laughs> they will fully go full cult. We'll see. No way. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hyped, dude. You know, Jediism is a natural religion. We've got the census in the UK coming up next month. And last census, they're like... Jediism was recognized as a proper religion in the UK oh, because enough people put them down. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wonder if we're going to get the Pokemon religion. Probably, well. dude. It probably already exists, yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, I'm going I'm, I'm to join the Shovel Knight religion. That's my quote. Shovel Knight. The Shovel Knight. Oh, you're, you're, you're into one of those minor religions. Yeah, one dude. of those obscure ones. You're, you're we a all religion well. hipster. Dude, <laughs> you look, look at the and see all of us in our, in our armor, dude, in the medieval armor and with a shovel. <laughs> Ow, ow. <laughs> okay, to finish out the podcast here then. Alright, alright. If you were a knight, because you're not a shovel knight, you, okay, you're okay. following the religion of knights. You yeah, know, you've yeah, got yeah. King Knight, mm -hmm. Spectre Knight, Plague Knight, all of that. What knight are you? Kazoo Knight. It's that simple, dude. Maybe Kazoo Kazoo. Oh, Kazoo Knight. Kazoo Knight, dude. Hey. dude I'm, I'm a Kazoo legend, dude. I have, mo I have multiple Kazoos in my room right now, dude. Uh, a, a quick I, I was expecting you there to go find the kazoo. <laughs> there it is, dude. There we go. There it is. I'm, a, I'm the kazoo knight. Mm. And you? What, what will you be for a Pokemon? Uh, I, 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 a Pokemon. Mm, no, no. I think just because my name being Bacon, I'd be Chef Knight. <laughs> you know, and I, I cook up a mean fight for you. You know. Can you actually cook though? There with my primer. I could cook. I'm, okay. I okay. A lovely steak last night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, maybe one day I'm you have to do one for me. One day you have to cook for me, dude. <laughs> one day, one day after all this thing, all this crazy madness is over. Chef Bacon. <laughs> nice Chef Bacon. We'll have a cooking podcast. How about that? Oh, man. <laughs> cook and chill. They're not, dude. Oh, cook and chill. Oh, oh dude. But look at that. Over on and off. Hate to see it. Time played 144. I didn't realize it had gone on for that long. Oh, uh, it's almost two hours, dude. It's almost two hours, I can guarantee you that already. Mm, damn. So, Chu, as we close up the podcast, I would love to ask the guys at home. I know on a lot of platforms, like especially where the podcast is going out, you mm -hmm. can't reply. But over on YouTube, even if you didn't watch on YouTube, you just listened to the podcast, head on over to YouTube and tell us what night would you be? I'd <laughs> love to know the answers from people at home, like what creative nights there would be. We've got Chef Night Bacon and Kazoo Night yes. Chewy. Chewy Kazooie. Chewy Kazooie, the night. <laughs> Oh, what happened to Sh Shield Knight? She's still alive, dude. She's back. She, she's just hurting. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but there you go, dude. Look at that. She needs a little bit what of a great ending. Stuff. Just like Aww. us. We only need to, we only to rest up, dude. It's getting late. The bar has already closed down, dude. We're way past the That's closing it. time. We just, we just sat there. Dude, they already turned the lights off, dude. They've got people here. That's how long That's we've it. been here. Just have to head out into the <laughs> night. Guys, take care, of course. Lovely being able to talk to you, Chewy, and then, of course, mm -hmm. talk fun. to all you guys at home. Make sure to head on over to YouTube. Tell us what night you are. And, please, of course, until us. next time, until next week, Bye -bye. stay safe. Bye -bye. We'll see you soon.